Body and welcome to Gen Z Academy, where we school you on the mindsets of this generation. I am your host, Jane Lightfoot. And I'm your co-host, Jonathan Faulkner. I'm your co-host, Jadika Lightfoot. And I'm your co-host, Massa Bagat. Honestly, I'm doing good. I still, I'm still working with my kiddos. Um, life is great. It's amazing, you know? Great. Yeah, I'm doing good. The weekend was kind of rough, but I can't complain. Still here still healthy so i can't complain yeah i'm doing good the week was long i don't know why yesterday i felt like it was sunday and it's oh. my days have been thrown off but uh i always say uh alhamdulillah like uh i always attribute things to god so i'm grateful and oh, yeah. week will start <laughs> it has been a long week but we know you guys are ready to hear us talk about these topics. So let's get into them. Our first topic today is our social issue, which is the presidential inauguration. Now, many of you know what the presidential inauguration is. It is a ceremony that inducts our new president of the United States into the office. This transpired on January 20th, 2021 on a Wednesday. The ceremony began around 11.15 a.m., and Biden was sworn in at 12 p.m. Now, actually, the date and the time are actually mandated by the 20th Amendment to the Constitution, which states the terms of the president and vice president shall end at noon on the 20th day of January. So, how did you guys feel about the presidential inauguration? And how do you feel with this, you know, President Biden coming in and... Trying to change America back. How do you guys? Think? Um. Well, Jaden, the presidential inauguration was definitely an iconic relief. Okay. Um. I say iconic relief because there was so many. Uh, let's be real. We were all living for the Bernie Sanders memes. Okay. Yep. When he had those gloves <laughs> on, that's what makes it iconic. But I think everybody is relieved that there's a new president who can hopefully do better by us Americans. Yeah, I agree with you, Jonathan. I think that, like you said, there is a collective relief. Um, we kind of can just sit back and say, saw like there's finally somebody competent in office. Um, with that being said, I don't think everything will happen as quickly as we want it to. I think that there's still a process of, you know, trying to first get in the office and figure out what to do first, what to do next. So mm -hmm. it's just going to take longer than we you know, want for certain things like the stimulus checks and all these different things that we want to happen. There was a woman on TV talking about like, you know, the student debt relief. And I was just thinking about how illogical that is just because he just got into office like a month ago. So to have all these requests um, is just not the best way to go about things. I think we need to just be patient and and wait, wait it out. Honestly, I feel the same way where it was a relief with the inauguration, considering with uh, the past four years, how much damage was done. Um, but I also definitely think it's not something it's a it's a relief, but there's a lot of work to be done. And that's where it's like 
on the community and the people to keep the president accountable. Um, because Biden did promise a lot of things for many different groups of people. And I think recently, I don't know if you guys heard, but it came out that he was basically taking heat after calling the genocide going on with the Uyghur Muslims a different norm. So it was kind of downplaying everything that was going on in uh, China. Yeah. Uh, with downplaying that, that came out recently, and I think it was very much of a letdown. But again, it comes down to holding the president accountable and uh, letting, basically, letting it be known that that's not okay. Because this is the time for change, and you, every single person has the ability to impact change. If you want something to change, and in this case, I really want the situation in China to get better because a lot of people are suffering and they're suffering silently. This election and presidential inauguration really was like a, like, yeah, like you guys said, like a sigh of relief. Like, oh, thank you. Like, we don't have to deal with him anymore. But it's more so now, okay, what next do we have to do? We have to make sure that President Biden does this. Trump caused so much damage, mostly in just 2020 alone that it, it was it, people needed just a time to recover and a time to kind of get themselves back together like you said like we should not be stagnant and just oh well he'll take care mm -hmm. of it whatever we have to make sure we keep the same um accountability but i do think that this whole experience taught us that like we really need to be responsible of who we vote for and really do our research on who we vote for because just saying, oh, okay, I don't like, or back in 2016, there was a lot of, I don't like Hillary, I don't like Trump, I'm gonna vote for this mm -hmm. Green Party, or I'm gonna vote for this other part. You have to take elections seriously. And it shows in 2020, we took that election very seriously and you can see by the results. And so I feel this taught us to take these life or death situations seriously because choosing the president isn't just oh i'm choosing the, uh, like, i'm choosing the principal for my new school right. i'm done right. no like you have to make sure that they're putting in different uh like good rules and, and implementing uh better things for the community and so i feel that's what people are now starting to realize to so do their research on different candidates um, and not just vote blue or vote red, right. you know, doing their research on who is right for what seat. So this question, this might kind of take a turn, but I wanted to uh, pose the question to you guys. Do you think that the country will ever get back to normal, quote unquote, as far as not only with COVID and the economy, but I'm talking about um, with Trump and how divisive he was and what language he used and how just for, go for broke he was. Do you think that we will ever turn that around and be the kind of Barack Obama America again? Or are you gonna, do you, are you gonna see more of the Trump America as we continue forward? Um, I wanted to respond to that. Well, here's one thing I actually, we discussed this, I think one time in one of my high school social studies classes. And my teacher emphasized to me that Barack Obama America, those people that we got to know in the Trump era, 
they were still existent in the Obama era. They were just quiet. Mm -hmm. Trump Mm -hmm. kind of gave them that channel to come out. They were always there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, of course, the Obama era compared to the Trump era was better, but we there was so much silent suffering that we didn't know. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to be cognizant of that, it, is that it wasn't a perfect era. Obama himself did oh, absolutely. mess up. Yeah. But of course, he wasn't, he wasn't like Trump. I do think that, you know, Obama wasn't perfect, but I feel that there was a sense of unity Pride. in America. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not going to say that, uh, like you said, Masa, there was still the Trump supporters, but they didn't have a voice at that time. So you saw a lot more, I guess, I- even if it was fake uni- unifying, it was still unified or, uni- you know. And so I feel that era showed us we felt more at peace and more, okay, our president got us, not oh, shoot, uh, he's saying something. Oh, shoot, well, at he's least come to the news. If he didn't have us, he could conduct himself in public. He exactly. could. He was able to sit down and have a, a normal conversation with someone. He wasn't the one to call people names outright and just things like that. So, I, you know, of course, Obama was not perfect yeah. at all, you know. Um, but there was a level of decorum that he had that Trump does not have. Yeah. I think the question should be like, how can we recover from what's already done, you know? The pop culture topic today is, can female comedians be just as funny as male comedians? Now, while primarily dominated by men throughout history, women have been represented in the field of comedy since the mid-1700s. Comedy or creative works with the intention of, of humor is thought to have originated in ancient Greek theater in 425 BCE. Now, a lot of people feel like women are not funny. So do you guys feel that female comedians can just be as funny as their, as their male counterparts? When I listen to comedy or when I see comedy, I really... I, I don't think about whether or not it's a woman or a man with the doing the comedy i think comedy is um should be more based on if the person's actually funny or not but um unfortunately though it is not like that clearly um me personally i think women are a lot more funnier than men um but again, I don't think it should be necessarily a competition versus man and woman. I know some funny woman comedians. Like, yeah. Tiffany Haddish is my favorite. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Um, Maya Rudolph. She's funny. Yeah, I wanted to um, kind of compare female comedy to, like, WNBA. A lot of talent, but it just gets overshadowed by the fact that there's an NBA, by mm-hmm. the fact that there is male comedians. Mm-hmm. Male comedians are dominating the, you know, the industry, just like rap in the at rap industry. Male is a male dominated industry. So when you have Cardi B's and the Megan's who are actually doing well, you're like, Oh dang, they're actually really good. But it just gets overshadowed by how, how much more um, views the NBA gets male comedians get um, how many more fans they have 
how many more endorsements they have, just, you know, just the different level of respect. Um, so I think, I don't think that there's a difference between female and male comedians. However, I do think that um, female comedians have to kind of work double at, or twice as hard to get where the Kevin Hart's are or where the, the Cat Williams are or whatever. Um, but there are some very, very, very talented comedi- uh, female comedians um, who I just love. I love um, Regina Hall. I think she oh, is yeah. so funny. So funny. Yeah. And I think also, especially with comedy, it's an art. And with art, diversity matters because audiences like the variety. They like hearing the ranges of stories and experiences. Um, and for me, uh, I don't think comedy should be like uh, like right on education because it can be a really good way of like holding up a mirror to what's going on in the world. and But allowing us to talk about and laugh about it. Um, and we all need a lot of laughing <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. And I think with women, they've only recently had more access to the comedy stage. Exactly. And yeah. that's, I feel like it's where it comes in that they feel like they need to use other comedic strategies because of gender roles and stereotypes. And you see sometimes a lot of women will bring in like self-deprecation humor. Whereas if a man brought that in, it'll, it, it would have been fine and normal. But if it will, a woman brings it in, it's seen as, oh, she's too sweet and experienced and, and, and experienced to make these jokes. Or mm-hmm. she's unseemingly or that's cringy. And this judgment can come from both girls and guys because we're, we still have a gender schemata in our head, basically. Some of my favorite uh, female comedians are very, they're not that well known, but they're very funny. If you can find them on Instagram, I love Selma Hindi and the mm-hmm. other girl, her name is Nadira Peer. And oh, wow. they are both very funny. You just have to look for it and open your eyes and ears a little. So our final topic for tonight is cancel or save. Harry Potter live action TV series is in early development at HBO Max. Warner Brothers are in are engaged in meetings to find a writer and pitch for a Harry Potter TV series. None are attached right now, but there is heavy talks in early stages of this deal. Do you guys feel like we should have a Harry Potter series, or do you feel like we've heard his story enough? I don't even think it's we've heard his story enough. I just, my only thing is that I'm I'm a diehard Harry Potter fan. I'm a Ravenclaw. Um, but I don't think anything can compare to the original movies because we got to see the characters from when they were 11 growing up and those movies were made and designed so carefully. And I think Mm -hmm. if a series were to come out, there's going to be a lot of comparison to the movie and I don't think it'll be able to show up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um I I'm down for the new um 
series. I think it'll be definitely fun and interesting to see a new light on these characters. I'm not sure if they're going to do it where they're exploring other characters in the Harry Potter uh, like series, but I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset seeing a new face for Harry Potter, a new face for uh, Hermione and Ron, just to see. Uh, our generation's or a newer generation's rendition of Harry Potter and how they would take these characters because we we grew up with Daniel Radcliffe's uh, Harry Potter since what 1990s or 19 or late 1990s and so to get a new version of that would be very interesting so I save it I think that it should it should happen and it's uh, it'll be very interesting and fun for the Potterheads and uh, it'll be a new adventure uh, that can take place. I'm not really opposed or supportive of Harry Potter. I mean, I, w- I was never really into the movies. I like the books way more than the movies. Um, but that being said, I don't think I mind a remake or a reboot of Harry Potter. When you watch old TV shows, like, uh, have you ever heard of Good Times or, like, yeah. um, what's that? Uh, like mash or whatever you know things like that nostalgia kind of thing generational nostalgia so i think it's a good thing i think it's awesome personally i'm like jadica i personally don't care that much about the harry potter movies i don't find them as interesting as most people um however though mm-hmm. i don't think we should cancel anything because somebody took the time to you know put a series together if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. The only, like, issues people would have with it is, you know, why this again kind of thing. I feel some people that don't like Harry, like, really don't like Harry Potter are kind of like, okay, we already had a whole eight films about him. Like, why keep going? What other stories is there to tell? But I think that with a TV series, more so than movies, you can get a little more in detail. Like, we can know more about his parents, about his uh his adopt his adoptive family his aunt and uncle and his cousin like everything you get to learn more uh, a little more in depth to it because it's a tv series so it is unanimous gen z academy saves the harry potter series we hope that it is a fun series and can't wait to check it out whenever it is ready for development that is it for the sweet second episode i am super happy you guys got to listen to it uh, follow us on all of our social medias, Gen Z Academy One, and we'll catch y'all later.